What's up, everybody? It's Athea Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having a fantastic day. And I'm just going to jump right in. I don't think I have any formalities. Uh, oh, I will just mention one thing. We are doing a giveaway of The Last Relapse. Um, this is my best-selling book. It just came out beginning of February, off to a blazing start. In fact, as I record this, I am just getting ready to do a pre-interview. Um, but next week, I will be I will be interviewing for uh, one of Canada's biggest breakfast morning shows uh, featuring The Last Relapse, and that's pretty cool. I'm really excited about it, and um, I, I don't know if you'll be able to tune in if you can. Uh, the show is called Your Morning. I'll be interviewing about 8.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at, uh, uh, what's the, I don't even know the date. I think it's April 6th. I'll have to check my calendar. But um, all of that is to say is you need to get your hands on this book. If you are um, just trying to further your recovery journey, okay, maybe you got a whole bunch of freedom already, and you just have a little bit more to cross that finish line, or maybe you're rife with an addiction and you don't even know where to start. This book is for you. It's going to give you my blueprint for recovery. It's going to give you some proven principles and concepts, but it's also going to give you practical ways to carry out these concepts. Uh, we just found that, I, I don't know about you, but I know a lot of the resources out there are either like some great teachings, some great theory, um, or they're really practical but there's not a lot that really do both. And for me, I am the the orientation of a teacher. That's my heart. I want to empower people. I know that if I can give you the right concepts and the right principles, um, and if I teach them the correct way, they will empower you to go and live a really good life and to express them in a very effective way. And that's what The Last Relapse does. It's my blueprint for recovery. It will further you in your recovery journey. I'm almost certain of that. And you can get a free copy at thelastrelapsebook.com. Now, let's jump into today's content. Um, we're talking about a, a classic mistake that happens in conflict resolution. Now, I don't know if you got the memo, but conflict resolution is a skill that you and I will be using for the rest of our lives, literally probably until we breathe our last breath. Conflicts arise. They are an inevitable, an inevitable part of life. And the better that we get at conflict, the better we will navigate the ever-changing waters of life. It's just the reality. I mean, oh gosh, I just think about, uh, I was very conflict avoidant for a long time. And I think about how richer my friendships could have been, um, the kind of connection I could have had with my parents if I was a little bit more expressive and I'm very grateful that I've started to cultivate and build some of these skills now because my wife and I have a fantastic marriage and a huge part of it is because of our ability to resolve conflict. And we're, I would say we're still not perfect at it um, and there's still lots of room for both of us to grow in this regard. But we do actually know, we at least know what that feeling is of we have resolved the conflict. Like it's not that we have swept it under the rug and we're just not talking about it, but we've actually worked through it. We've reached a place of understanding and we're now reconnected after that moment of tension. And I, I think this is a, a lifelong skill. Now, the reason this factors into getting free of pornography is twofold. Number one, part of getting free of pornography is stress management. That's just the reality. If, if you do not manage stress, well, you will have a hard time making good lifestyle choices, period. So 
you know, if you don't want to get into the deep heart, emotional, inner healing kind of things, and you're not super interested in the spiritual battle or whatever it is that that kind of circulates this whole issue with pornography, if, if you're not interested in any of that other stuff, the, the very least you could do would be to learn to manage stress better. Because what we're interested in um, in porn recovery is we're not trying to say, okay, when you're in those moments where you're super tempted, here's the five things that I want you to do. Here's something I want you to think about. I want you to do a breathing exercise. I want you to pull out that Calm app and do a quick 10-minute meditation. You know, we're, we're actually trying to avoid those moments altogether. We're trying to get further ahead and position you in such a way that in your day-to-day life, you are rarely tempted to watch. And that when you are, then you do have some of those quick practical steps that you can execute to get yourself out of that situation or to come out of that situation favorably. But the real penultimate goal is to get far ahead of the curve and to catch this thing before it blossoms into something worse. And one of the easiest ways to do that is stress management. And this is why conflict resolution is such a big deal. Now, the second reason this is so important is because conflict in relationships is one of the biggest drivers of men watching pornography. I mean, the amount of men that I know that are like, well, my wife doesn't give me enough sex or she doesn't respect me. She doesn't value me. She treats me like crap. It's it's all of it is sort of communicating there's conflict in the relationship that I am unable to resolve with her. So I have taken matter in, matters into my own hands and I'm choosing to watch pornography. You and I can all agree that is a awful, awful way to respond to a conflict. But we can kind of see how if somebody doesn't have the skills or they don't know how to resolve a conflict with somebody, how that might be a conclusion they would reach. It's not the only option. It's not even maybe a good conclusion, but I can certainly see how somebody would find themselves in that position. And so we have other episodes where we've talked about kind of a process for resolving conflict. I've given you some windows, a window of insight rather into my personal process and some personal examples. But what I wanted to talk about today is a specific mistake that I see a lot of people making when they go about conflict resolution. And I've watched two people in my life, one of them is a client and one of them is a loved one, working through issues with their parent. And um, in my client's case, you know, they are going through this part of the program where we where we focus on this and we walk them through a process of identifying maybe some parts of their past where there was wounding, where there was pain, parts that might be contributing to their compulsive behavior. And then we give them the tools to resolve it and provide an option to maybe have a discussion with the people who cause that pain if it's appropriate. Sometimes it's not. We don't force that, but we do give the option there. And so he wanted to take a take us up on you know our suggestion and he was just asking for some tips and um, I had a very similar conversation with my loved one uh, that I was I was talking about, and you know they um, just the same thing. You know they had some pain points, uh, and they they were ready to you know maybe approach it and and have the conversation. And it was interesting because in both scenarios, and when I started to just ask some questions and gather some information, it became very clear that their intent for the conversation was extremely self focused. And the the problem is when you and I go into conflict resolution with our intents 
in mind only or even as a priority is we we actually we will either dampen or amplify the conflict but it will be impossible to resolve it all interactions in a relationship are meant to be geared towards connection they either contribute towards connection or they hinder your contribution to connection so conflict resolution is not an exception to this which means that when you go into a conversation when you are going to resolve conflict your goal is only one thing and that is connection now the the mistake that people make and this is the mistake that both of these individuals um, were, were making and we were able to have a great conversation about it and and I think they were able to see things a little bit differently when it was done. But the biggest mistake is that you go into this conversation with the goal to be heard. I just want them to know how I feel. That's what actually both of these people said. I, I, I just, I, they need to know how I feel. I, I need them to know how I feel. So when that is your goal, Right? When that's the goal, we are no longer talking about conflict resolution because the goal of conflict resolution is to resolve conflict so that you can restore connection. That's why it's called conflict resolution. <laughs> but um, when your goal is to be heard, that's, that's a different conversation. That's not conflict resolution. That's, I don't know, that's, that's having a hearing so that they can hear my side of the story. So do not make this mistake. Whether you're resolving conflict with your boss, with your wife, with your friend, with your parents, whoever it might be, your goal is connection. And conflict is getting in the way of connection. So your goal is to resolve that conflict. That might include making the other person aware of how you're feeling. It might mean getting a chance to vocalize your side of the situation nothing wrong with that not even a little bit but that's not the goal the goal is not to vocalize and to be heard the goal is connection so if doing those things furthers your goal to connect and to resolve that conflict that's stopping you from connecting okay then let's figure out how to do that in a really good way but don't make the mistake of that being the goal or even the primary focus because if it is you will not resolve that conflict and you will not restore connection in the relationship. And in my opinion, it's actually probably a waste of time. You might make things worse in the process. So what I told both of these individuals is, look, that's fine. You can make them aware, but that's not the goal. Your goal is to figure out um, what, is, what is their side like? What, what are they going through? How can you empathize with them? Your goal is to go in and to be a question asker. To say, hey, I've been processing some things. Um, there was a couple particular moments. I don't know if you remember when this and this happened. I'm just curious. Do you, do you remember that at all? Okay, you do remember that. But why did you respond that way? Because it, it caused me quite a bit of pain. Um, and I'm, I'm just kind of realizing it now. It's just come up. And I don't, have, I don't want to have any offense towards you. You know, I want, to, I want to be in a loving, caring relationship with you. And I feel like this has been holding me back a bit from really fully engaging my heart. So I guess I'm just wondering if you can maybe help me understand what, what was going on there a little bit. Be a question asker. Disarm the situation. 
And they'll, they, they'll say, yeah, 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 you know, this is actually what I was doing. Or maybe they don't remember. And you're like, okay, you don't remember, you know, this, this, and this? No, I don't. Um, okay, well, uh, here's what I remember happening. You know, you did this. Um, I said this back, you know, whatever it is, you're kind of recalling it. And, you know, it's just, it's been affecting me a little bit because the way you did that or the way you said that really hurt me, you know, and, and whatever it might be. Um, setting it up that way is going to go a really long way. Just making them the priority, trying to hear their side of it, trying to empathize and understand and, and question ask until it is natural in the conversation that they now want to hear your side. And that's when you get your chance to share how you felt about it. That's when you get your chance to experience your side of it. Do not be too quick to bring up your side because the, the more that you are, are prioritizing them, understanding them and making that your concern, the safer the relation, the interaction will be and the more likely they are to actually intently want to listen to you. They're not listening to you because you're forcing it down their throat, so to speak. They're listening because they actually want to know now. So don't make that mistake. Do not prioritize being heard. Don't prioritize just trying to make sure they understand how you feel. That's a futile endeavor. Instead, what we want to do is we want to prioritize our connection. We want to acknowledge that the conflict is obstructing our ability to connect. And so our short-term goal is to resolve that conflict as quickly as possible so that we can fulfill our long-term goal, which is to have steady, healthy, fluid connection. So I hope that helps you guys. You know, relationships, this is a big deal, man. And uh, I think especially for you married men, I hope you're able to take something from this. I hope you will continue to resolve conflict better and better because the the stronger you are in this area, the better off your relationships will, will be. And I think we all know, and in case you don't know, the quality of your life is directly correlated with the quality of your relationships. So if you can get better in this area, your overall quality of life is gonna improve dramatically. And as I mentioned at the top, it is likely to position you for better decision-making in life. And that includes avoiding sexual misbehavior like watching porn, compulsive masturbation, and everything else. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that this has helped you live your life with confidence and integrity. I wish you an amazing day and I'll talk to you very, very soon. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.